So you don't even remember what this thing is called? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I'm looking back on the notes to it's see what It's Cinema Shrinks. Do you have it up somewhere? No, I just remember it because it's important to me. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Did you... Do you want to kick this off? Because I don't know. What's, what, uh... Oh, babe, we already kicked it off. Here we are. This That was our intro. Okay, well, <laughs> what is this podcast? What are we doing? Um, well, now I have to go back to the note. <laughs> I so you only, know, you only know as far as the name and you're going to get past that part? Well, I kind of know the gist of our story. But... All right. Well, I have, I have, an, I know yeah. what, what the point of this is, I think. I think I got it under control. Okay. Do, do you mind if I... Give it a whirl. Um, <laughs> so, um, when we started watching movies together, so I guess you should share uh that you're uh what are you what 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 am i Oof, that's a that's an existential question (laughs) for me right now (laughs) um what am i so i am a therapist specifically one focused on relationships do a lot of couples therapy um so that's what i am Mm. what are you um i'm just someone who spends a lot of time on the internet and watches a lot of movies um and when we started watching movies together um i noticed that you like to comment on um relationship dynamics in movies uh especially ones more humorously ones that probably don't really call for like horror movies and stuff and you're focused on like how people are treating each other when like they're running away from like you know a killer or something so it's um so i think that was the genesis of us coming up with an idea for a podcast where you we both talk about movies but i come in as the i guess the self-proclaimed movie expert which i still don't really think i am and then you come in as the therapy expert and then we talk we pick a movie each episode and kind of dissect it and talk about it and from a therapy standpoint or like especially movies that have certain couple dynamics or like couples of wouldn't just be random movies because have to have like some kind of uh relationship at the core or multiple relationships at the core of the movie so okay so it won't be anything like barney's first adventure i mean if we find if there is some kind of romantic well it doesn't have to be romantic some kind of platonic or any kind of relationship i mean i hope there's no romantic relationship in the barney first adventure movie but um (laughs) (laughs) not in the kids movie oh no (laughs) uh so uh we did we have uh a movie that we decided to kick this podcast i guess or whatever this is going to be off with you want to share what that is yeah so we actually uh decided to do our first movie on twister a good old classic for both of us seems like we both really liked that movie growing up it was kind of something that we just really like and i've told you i like a lot of natural disaster movies so twister dante's peak i don't know any other natural disasters but armageddon uh what is it armageddon that's like end of the world or something right well well yeah that's what armageddon is the the movie is the one with ben affleck and bruce willis and Mm. the asteroid it's kind of like Deep Impact that was like around the same time. Haven't seen either. It's of the those. one with the 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 uh, Aerosmith song. Dream on. 
Not, nope, not that one. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll cover that. That'll be another episode we do. Uh, we're already at the end of summer, so we can't really do not much time for... We're already going to be coming into Spooky. horror movie season soon, so I mean, I guess after this. So I have a connection to Twister because uh, I'm, I'm, I'll share, because why not? On our first date, and not a lot of people I know have I told this story to, so I have a couple tattoos. They're like kind of nerdy, whatever, Disney-related tattoos. You got a couple tattoos. They're not Disney related tattoos, and I I joke. I say I joke. It's I don't know joke. if I would be in a place to ever do it. Maybe I don't know. If there's an angel investor out there that would pay for it, maybe I would. I don't know. I'm just putting it out it's there. It's not that expensive to need an angel investor for, for an this. ass tattoo. Okay, so I want to do for those in the know. So we're again getting ahead with the Twister thing, but Twister also had an attraction at. Uh, Universal Orlando. I think it was just Orlando. I don't think it was in Hollywood. Yeah. It's closed now. It was just like a show type attraction where you experience like a twister. Uh, anyways, like most attractions, there's pre-show videos. So there's like two video monitors. And we'll talk about it too as we talk about the movie. But Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton, who are in Twister, uh, did not get along with each other. And so when they filmed the pre-shows, the pre-show video for the Twister attraction, Bill Paxton's on one monitor and Helen Hunt is on another monitor. Because they film them separately. But they're kind of meant to be like they're looking over at each other, like they're in the same scene, but they're not. You don't see them together. So I said, I want an ass tattoo where one ass cheek is a pre-show monitor of Bill Paxton looking over my other ass cheek with Helen Hunt on that one looking over at Bill Paxton on my other ass cheek. Full color uh, (laughs) and everything as well. So you said you would not date me. If I did get that tattoo, I think you've re, re, uh, reevaluated that. Yeah. Um, Look at where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyways. Uh, so another thing I think about this movie, since the movie, so this movie came out, well, I think it was 96. That's the one that I didn't write down. I'm pretty sure it was 96. You should know you're a walking IMDb. Yeah, I try to be. But I don't clearly don't do enough research for any of this outside of watching the movie. 96. So. Yeah, so, ah, see, I was right. So 96, it was like, I feel like it was a big hit at the time. I mean, it was, I mean, I remember when it came out when I was younger. I remember getting the VHS tape, not dating myself there, but yeah, the VHS tape, we watched it at home like all the time. And obviously there was a lot of jokes and stuff in it that like, kind of like went over my head and, and things and dynamics in the movie. But the interesting thing about this movie, I think, is that there's a kind of, there's, there's multiple core relationships in the movie. So you have Bill Paxton's character, who is a kind of a retired storm chaser, who is married or currently married to Helen Hunt's character. I guess they're separated. Uh, I feel like they don't really go into that a whole lot. And the whole the whole plot of the movie is he's going to meet up with her while she's still doing her storm chase and stuff to get her to sign divorce papers. But he brings his new fiance along, who he's mm-hmm. already engaged to. Again, not really clear how they meet. But the interesting thing about this is that his new fiance is a therapist, or mm-hmm. a, I think she's a psychiatrist specifically, or is she a therapist? I think they called her a psychologist. But she's what does she specifically do? She does a she's a reproductive therapist, right? So like what you said, they call that a fertility therapist. Now? Yeah, yeah. Usually referred to as fertility therapist or infertility therapist. I hadn't even heard the term reproductive therapist, but mm. I like that term. What do they normally deal with? Usually when couples are coming in and having trouble with having children, whether, you know, whatever partner it is that's having a struggle with being able to reproduce, she helps them get through it. 
I remember a couple of comments on the movie like she was talking about like specifically like oh your genitals are good enough or um, they didn't just marry you for your genitals and so like that that is a big focus on therapy probably of talking the clients through their own worth and trying to help them through that Hmm. yeah because I I, well I remember because that's the line she says is like because she's in the car and she's taking phone calls like the whole time which so another thing about you is that you have uh your you do like your i call like your you have like a hang so you you think very clinically and logically when you see movies i think so when we watch movies i think you also like it could be the most like fantastical like just in obscene things that are happening like a twister where there's just the logistics of what's occurring is just insane to begin with but you'll latch on to one logistical problem <laughs> that's just like you will not let go and it's like that's the thing that you're like nope that's i don't buy that at all so for this movie i feel like it was the fact that she was just taking phone calls the whole time with her clients who does that when there's a tornado right in front of you <laughs> like you're trying to live it's not, it's not the fact there's there's cows flying in front of the like the windshield or or anything and, and like multiple just like they're just in a water spout like just in it's like nope she's taking phone calls that's the yeah like, because those are, like, legit things that happen, like, twisters and, you know, big objects getting flown around. But, like, think about it. If you were a storm chaser and you were a therapist, would you pick up a call from clients and, like, while you're in your own crisis and trying to help them through theirs, like, to me, that just doesn't make sense. Pushing a lot of boundaries in my eyes. Have some boundaries. Um. I think she's beyond boundaries at that point. Well, that's... So that's the thing with this movie, too, is it comes out, and maybe we'll get to it down the road with, like, some other movies, because I think another good example is, like, the Santa Claus. Because I mentioned to you before I said it's interesting how in the 90s, like, these therapists or psychiatrists are treated, like, so horribly in movies. Uh, probably even before that, too. But, like, especially in the 90s, it was, like, anyone who was, like, a psychiatrist or a shrink or going to a therapist was this, like, horrible thing. Or they weren't, like, real doctors. They weren't real, like, or a real professor. Like, almost like they'd be treated like a, ch- a chiropractor or something. Like, they were, like like uh like alternative medicine or something <laughs> like uh, a chiropractor says the guy swiping on all the okay TikToks. well i can enjoy it doesn't <laughs> mean i believe in the practice of chiropractor chiropractic medicine <sighs> um but you're not wrong now yeah i do like chiropractor videos but so like those things when i was younger and even like up to like my teen like you watch the movie and i feel like they present his fiance in this movie as like kind of like this horrible like she's like the bad or not like horrible but like they don't make her look bad but it's just like they make it seem like she's just getting in the way yeah like she's the like she's the thing that's in the way or that she's like being unreasonable by like being like oh scared. she's just whining and like you know it's like he's like and like because i just feel like that was always like that's the, the viewpoint it's like but and you're just like you're kind of supposed to cheer because there's a point and for those anyone who hasn't seen it but there's a point in the movie uh spoilers that after a lot of weird kind of back and forth she ends up leaving like partway into the movie and kind of says like i'm not done i'm out i can't do this anymore after like the fifth tornado like in one day Ugh. and like him keeps like pawning her off onto philip seymour hoffman's character which is like he's like a, a really weird dude uh so he clearly doesn't care if something happens to her and she kind of just goes along with it and she shows like interest uh, but like she, she only could take so much and then obviously still trying to do her job while she's like out there uh with them so she like leaves halfway through and you're kind of supposed to like you're supposed to root for him getting back with uh, Helen Hunt's character 
and I keep saying that their actor names and their characters because I off the top of my head I don't remember. I know she's Joe, but yeah, I, Joe. Uh, yeah, I don't know his name. Uh, actually, I think it's Bill. Is I it thought Bill? it was Bill. I think it's just Bill. I think yeah. there was like I think he's like I just want to be called my own name. So you're kind of just like root for that, but it's like she's like kind of a homer. Like she, the bad guy of this movie, I feel like is Helen Hunt. Oh, totally. She okay. So they showed up and they said that she's had the divorce papers since December. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like some time has passed. I don't exactly know what month that he finally came up to like, hey, say I've got a fiance now, I'm going to get married. But that means some time has passed that she's had the papers and that she hasn't given them back. So she's like really holding up the process of their divorce. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that she, I mean, it's very clear that she is because there's literally a point like where he first comes to get them. She's like, oh, the pay, like, oh, what paper? Oh yeah, those, and you can see her like making like a like, kind of like she knows that she's like stalling. Mm-hmm. So it's like clear that she's now like over, and she's like jealous of the fiance, and then um, like oh she's yeah. a you know this big hotshot like yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, it's yeah, it's a very interesting like dynamic, and um, and obviously like the whole movie, it's like. Because what was the what's the penultimate moment when I think his the fiance she realizes that ultimately realizes that he's still like in love with her. Oh, it was when they were doing the the radio. Oh yeah, like he she overhears all a full conversation with them on the radio, and then like and of course she's like standing next to Philip Seymour Hoffman's character <laughs> creeping on her, just crying. Yeah, yeah, and she's like just like left out in the rain, like it's like oh my god, it's so horrible. Well, Bill's like professing his love and saying like, like hey, I'm right in front yeah, of he's you. He's like, come on, chase me. It's like, oh, it's like awful. So, yeah, it's like, I kind of want the sequel movie of like <laughs> what ended up happening to this poor woman. And like, hopefully she found some happiness because <laughs> I feel so watching it now as a doll. Like, oh, this is so awful. She like puts up with so much. Yeah. I'm still curious, like how they met. Like, do you think he was that that he was her client? Well, I mean, he said no. And oh, that's right, because she does make that, Joe makes that joke. Yeah. Joe's like, is she your therapist? Yeah, she makes that joke. Because <laughs> while they're literally driving the car together and he leaves her, the fiancé with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because, well, then I guess that would make sense because she's a fertility yeah. therapist. So I don't know why. Well, who knows? Because we don't know exactly why Joe and Bill broke up. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot that's like kind of left up to, there doesn't really explain in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's obviously the kind of hits, the movie hits the ground running and you're, I didn't realize this until recently because we were watching it in, in my head when I was younger. I thought the whole movie took place over like, like a week or like, like and most of it, like a good chunk of it's like in one day. <gasps> what? Yeah, because I mean, you told me that. Wait, how did I tell you that? Well, you you pointed out to me. You're like, well, no, because like this is in the morning, like this is in the afternoon, and now oh. is night. And I was like, I thought you meant shot all. In oh one no, day. <laughs> I don't have the statistics for how it was shot, but uh, yeah, I, that's like a 24 hour to like 36 hour period, like the good chunk of like the first 45 minutes of the that's movie. That's like a whole yeah. That's like that's a huge amount of prog- like weird plot progression in yeah. that time. I guess you're ultimately supposed to think that the twister is the bad guy or or uh not necessarily that the, the his fiance is the bad guy but she's like kind of like a a roadblock or in the way of mm-hmm. his like relationship because uh uh but yeah that was like something that was very pre- prevalent and i think in 90s movies and like i said like santa claus being another one you know where it was just like it's always it's always that's the thing it's always the new the, the therapist or a psychiatrist always, it'll play like a new partner 
So mm-hmm. it's like not the main character, but there's someone who's getting in the way of their past partner who they're, they're still in love with, or it's getting in the way of like some kind of like child, you know, and they're, they're just being normal, put together people while the main character is just falling apart and just not dealing with their, actually, isn't there, and there's a breakout in the middle, there's a, a, a Bill like in the middle of the movie, doesn't he like freak out on Joe and she's or someone suggests he needs there or should go to therapy or yeah someone did i think because i i don't know if it was when he got like just really aggressive with the enemy in the movie of the the other people who were stealing his idea and like he got physically aggressive like so angry and his fiance had apparently never seen that side of him before which is different from what like all of the other crew had seen like that's the bill they know so it's really interesting like how he's hid a big chunk of his life and who he is from his new fiance. It's like he tried to paint a new picture of a totally different person to her. Uh, yeah, because he says, or after that first one, then she was like kind of like shell-shocked of like, yeah. being in that. And uh, and she's like, oh, when you said you chased tornadoes, I thought it was like a metaphor or something. <laughs> It's so like you didn't ask any follow-up questions. So that's the one time I fault her because, like, you didn't, especially as a therapist, I'm like, you didn't ask any follow-up questions. Yeah. I mean, like, you didn't, when I, if I told you anything, you weren't like, all right, I'm just going to assume that's a metaphor or something. Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're actually asking, you know, you'd ask follow-up questions or something. So, yeah, I was, I was like, how did you not know that? Yeah, so I just, like, I have no idea, like, how the timeline of, like, how, and I've watched the movie numerous times, and I feel like I, I unless, I've missed it every single time. I don't think it really explains what the timeline is of... No. I'm going to take a really big guess that it's probably about six months. If we watched it again, we could probably tell when tornado season is starting. And since she referenced December, we could probably, like, figure out and pinpoint a better estimate. Oh, so she does say a month? Does she say a month? Or Or... he's like, you've had the divorce paper since December, Joe. Oh, so... So at some point in the next year, I'm guessing... But I guess it's possible they could have been separated for a very long time and then finally delivered divorce papers. Yeah, that's true. Cause so, it, yeah, so I guess, yeah, at least at least a good amount of time since she at least got divorce papers. Mm-hmm. I'm also, you know, I'm going to posit, now I have a theory, I'm going to posit the whole movie was, like, put into motion by Joe. Like, she, like, orchestrated this whole thing. Like, the Dorothy, like, in the movie getting, like, trashed and stuff. Like, this whole thing was orchestrated to, like, win Bill back over. Oh. Now she didn't create the tornadoes. Those are like, <laughs> yeah. she's not like she's some, like superpower. Maybe she like knew all this was gonna, or maybe she like had like a hunch, or like she knew it was gonna be like, was like oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have him come out here because he, I know I'm gonna get him sucked back in. Well, that's kind of what her character portrays is this like almost damsel wanting him to do that saving. So it's like this proving action that oh my god, he really does still love me. So maybe we can make it work. Like, there were several times where she literally puts herself and him also in danger and in hopes to see that he's going to be, like, this knight in shining armor. Yeah. She seems, obviously, like, immature. Because, I mean, her whole crew is immature. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, the, yeah. the whole, like, crew are insane. Like, they're all crazy. It's like a bunch of college kids Yeah, they're literally, they, <laughs> like, they're, like, they're, and even, like, she even points out, like, at one point, she says, like, you're, like, you're all crazy. Like, you're, like, literally, you're all crazy. And where are you going? What's happening over there? <laughs> are you, are you, you can, what's, I'm just adjusting. So by the way, I'm laying in a bed right now. Like I look like a like you know when they put out corpses in the old like 1800s, like to, to photograph them, like in a coffin. That's what I look like right now. You don't 
doesn't look like a corpse. Well, I mean, maybe not the purple bloated part, but I, I, I'm like laying here, like, like looking, <laughs> yeah. like I'm ready to be taken away, you know. But you're over there in the chair, so yeah, wearing a Christmas sweater. Yeah, thought it would be great for the occasion of a future episode. Is that are you already teasing future episodes? Yeah. Um, we'll have to do well. We're gonna have to do Jurassic Park now too because uh, oh, totally. Obviously, you love dinosaurs and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do too. But and you have a dinosaur on your sweatshirt right now. I honestly, I'll probably get a dinosaur tattoo. <laughs> like, I would, yeah, we, well, you got, uh, just got a you got a dinosaur curtain with a cat riding a dinosaur. Yeah, that's like my newest joy in my life. Yeah, and then didn't tell me about it. So then I walked in the bathroom and then I turned around. And I was like, "There's a dinosaur <laughs> with a cat on it." But um, it's not only with a cat on it, okay? So the cat has, like, this triton figure in its hand. It's riding the dinosaur. And the dinosaur is, like, s- surfing on waves. Yeah, there's like, a lot going on. I, <laughs> I feel like someone got carried away uh, with Photoshop. I think overall, I mean, the it's very interesting. But also, that, that was a question I was going to ask. I don't know if you know uh, this, and this might seem like a silly question for someone. Because it's, it's like, maybe it's ignorant. I don't know. Can you get married to someone else without getting divorced from a reason? Like, can you technically be married to multiple people? Is that I'm, a legal thing? It's not a legal thing, but honestly, I think it happens in many situations just because states don't do their due diligence to make sure they're not married in, from any other state. I think it's happened before, like, accidentally, but I don't know if that then makes the first marriage null and void or if that means the second marriage, the new one, means that that one is null and void but no generally like legally you can only be married to one person in the united states at least huh interesting yeah, yeah so you would have to get divorced in order to marry so that's why there's the pressure is on to you yeah. can't just ignore it you can't just yeah also i'm sure people could claim because you're you know debt and stuff can go to you yeah but yeah so anything else other thoughts like on the things i know you took a lot of notes too or yeah. kind of take a lot of notes i know you're a note taker so yeah I, I definitely am i mean so like you and i know a lot about like the couple bubble concept and so mm-hmm. like i was really thinking about like how often bill was breaking the couple bubble and so just to give you an idea of what that means like what i'm talking about it's like this safe space that you create with your partner to help you both Put each other as a priority the relationship comes first before anything else and so bill kept breaking that like was like oh i have to go with joe oh i have to go with joe like you you go with often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and especially like he kept doing it during an urgent situation to catch a freaking storm like that's what kept surprising me it, it's like a high stress crisis situation and he knows that his future fiance is like more than capable to like be around him and hang with him so i'm just like so confused why he kept breaking it um and trying to stay just one-on-one with joe i mean it's obvious in the end right his motives are clear but you can tell he's not prioritizing his relationship at all in the movie do you think if that whole situation didn't happen the way it was like if he if he signed the divorce papers a different way she had already signed them before do you think he would have actually gone on and married or and eventually ended up back with Joe no matter what? Or do you think it was like a situation thing? Do you think he's more in love with the storm chase and associates Joe to that versus mm-hmm. actually being in love with Joe? Like she's just connected to that past? 
That's a good question because adrenaline can be a really easy addiction, right? And what's interesting is I'm going to take a really big guess that a lot of what he feels with Joe is from the adrenaline of the storm chasing. So I think like you're onto something there is that like the storm chasing provides him something and that's something he shares with her because I guess danger is fun for him or interesting or whatever. And depending on what his childhood was growing up, I'm sure that feels safe. And you can clearly tell that they are not great at communicating. They escalate really quickly in the movie. They are not gentle with each other and make a lot of assumptions in conversations and just like bite each other's heads off really easily. So if they were to get back together, I I think that definitely could be a thing just because like that kind of love can definitely be an addiction and it's easy to fall into because it's what feels safe. Is it good for him? That's debatable. So do you think... Do you think that relationship's going to last? <laughs> they get back together? <laughs> no, because they haven't fixed anything. Unless they go to therapy or they dive into their own resources and become a growth-minded couple, they're going to end up in the I same... Doubt. I doubt those two are going to do. <laughs> no, they're going to end up in the same the situation. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> they're doomed. And they already hate each other in real life, so I guess that's already that's already apparent <laughs> that chemistry doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know like what the alternate reality version of that movie would be because really the driving force is him just going back to them storm chasing. Yeah, because like think about this scenario: if something prevented one of them from being back into storm chasing, like the question is, do you think that would keep their relationship alive enough? Not being able to share that, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's going to last. And then they were fighting at the, the, literally the end of the movie is them fighting about who's going to do what after they have the successful thing. Where they, it's just like, no, you're going to run the lab. No, I got to run the lab. No, I want to run the lab. It's like, seriously. It's like, wait. And then like the music swells up and then it zooms down and they're like, it's like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's just well, like, it ends with a fight. That's yeah. <laughs> and that's the screwed up thing about like these 90s movie tropes of like, oh, we're making it seem like this is happily ever after, but no, this is not what a relationship should be like. This is why like things are so skewed in our minds now. People like watching these movies growing up because they think that's what's normal or that, oh, it's so cute that they're fighting. Like that's a serious issue for both of them. And it's not even about like, oh, who's going to do what job? Like there's a lot of deeper layers underneath that that they're just not addressing and they should be addressing. My biggest curiosity of this, I would love to see like the Disney Plus HBO Max, well, I guess Max now, because, well, she's a doctor, it's fiance, or mm-hmm. yes, former fiance. Mm-hmm. It's Melissa. Do I remember her saying Melissa? Or is that the nickname? Yeah, Melissa's the fiance. Melissa's the, like, what he calls her. Yeah. He couldn't even remember her name in the movie, though. Oh, <laughs> Do yeah. Do you remember that? Right, yeah. So, yeah, she gets put through the ringer. Like, I want the, I want, like, the aftermath of that. Like, her going up to go back home and by herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't even, he's like, all right. Have fun. Good luck. Yeah. Go back home. Like, yeah. It, My it, hope is she found someone so much better for her and she's living her best life now. Well, yeah. Maybe that taught her something. So I don't know. Other fun quick facts about the, I guess, just in general about the movie is mm-hmm. uh, uh, we already kind of talked about the, fe- well, kind of the feud of Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, all the de- and Bill Paxton has since passed away, unfortunately. And I think Helen Hunt came out at the time and was like, she said, like, nice things about him. I don't, I don't think she really had any ill will or didn't hold a grudge i don't think they like held a grudge i think it was just like i like i've said before i think it was a case of like how the vin diesel like rock fast and furious thing is where vin diesel's like very serious about it, passing like no this is like 
this is serious cinema and Rock's like no I'm just having fun like this is like I'm having a good time I think it was kind of the same way where Bill Paxton was like kind of took it probably took it a little seriously I think Helen Hunt was probably like well I'm just having like this is a storm movie like what are you doing <laughs> so I don't know if that was like the case but that's what it seems like so speaking of Jurassic Park uh, the movie was written by Michael Crichton and actually co-written by his wife as well so they wrote the movie together it's one of those few movies or things he wrote that wasn't based on a book of his so he just wrote the screenplay so it's not based on like a novel or anything yeah i wish there was because yeah. then we might have more information oh yeah on like Melissa. Ooh, i wonder we should look up and see if there's like a movie novelization you know they used to do that in the 90s where they used to make like novelizations of movies well, i don't know what that is huh? so, so in like they still do it sometimes like sometimes if there's a movie that doesn't have like a source material especially like it happens a lot with like kids movies or young adult movies hmm you'll get like a novelization of the movie. So someone will be hired to basically return the movie that already exists into a book. Oh. Um, but they'll add extra stuff to it. So they'll add like, they'll add some extra like story elements that weren't in the movie and they kind of just take their own liberties mm. and to add more like depth to the actual novel. So I do wonder, cause it was in the nineties. I wonder if there is like a novelization of it that was turned into, although I, mm. I feel like if anyone did it, it would be Michael Crichton. I don't think he did. So yeah. we should look that up. Obviously, crazy cast. Uh, do you know what the sound of the tornado was? The sound of the tornado? Yeah, like what they used to make the sound. Oh, tornado. um, okay. Let me guess. Like the silent sound of it, or like when? <laughs> like the actual wind, because obviously the it's wind? a very. They, I think the sound. Designs, oh wait, I think I remember. Yeah, good. Well, wait, no. Okay, so this is a guess, but I don't think it's the right guess because I just only remember it for like one part of the movie, but. I know they used like big jet engines to get the force of the wind. Mm -hmm. Did they record that audio too, or no? No, uh, it was actually the it's not, well among other sounds because they used like they also used like backward sounds of like screaming and stuff to make it sound very like eerie and monstrous and stuff. Oh, yeah. But they also used uh, a slowed down sound of a camel. What? So they used like a camel sound and they slowed it down to. Yeah, they, I feel like they always use they use like weird animal sounds to like uh, turn it into other things so yeah it's crazy how that works oh and then uh obviously philip seymour hoffman one of my favorite actors uh he's from my hometown uh and has also since passed away and that was one of his early movies as well really but yeah uh i mean i mean he's been he was in stuff before that but also fun fact in an earlier version of the film there's a shot where you actually see his full testicles <gasps> like in the one that came out in theaters like you could like see like a quick shot of his testicles and they like, didn't catch it so then when they put on like vhs and dvd like, they got rid of it or they cut it out but somewhere out there there's a version where they were like quickly because he would like didn't have he was like wherever he was like sitting down and he like you see his like you see his balls oh my god <laughs> i was wondering what the shot would be like i think there was like a point where he's sitting down in a chair or something you know like when they're like hanging out or something and he's like oh my gosh yeah that sounds about right though so mm -hmm. but yeah anyways uh, i don't know uh do you got anything else for the thing that i noticed is that for bill and his character like he is like so afraid of imperfections and being seen as mm -hmm. imperfect like it's very clear that he's presumptive he acts like he's happy and he has a lot of trouble taking accountability so i'm just gonna throw out there these are some warning signs for things to work on in a relationship if you want it to last and be happy it seems like again kind of back to this idea like they're they're not gonna last um now that they're back together if you know the movie kept going on because he's incapable in this view of being vulnerable with her yeah just not gonna happen i think it's very yeah very clear very evident uh 
and I guess it wouldn't be too surprising given mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. chaotic nature of their lives. But yeah, I don't know what our what our next thing would be after this. I guess we, I mean, we did mention Jurassic Park, so that could always be something we tackle mm-hmm. next. Like the na- natural progression from this movie, so that's yeah. the one you want to do. Or it'll just be random. Yeah, we'll just figure it out as we go. Yeah, or, you know, the listeners can decide. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone has any more info on how the heck Bill met his fiance and how long they were separated or divorced before, yeah. uh, that'd be great if there's yeah. any other info out there. I'm gonna, now I'm going to look up and see if there's a novelization of this that, movie after. That would be cool. I want to see what other novelizations like from the 90s there were because that's kind of interesting. I hadn't heard of that concept. Yeah. So. I remember I remember novelization of the Good Burger movie from Nicola, for, you know, based on... Good Burger? Yeah, like Keenan and Kel. <laughs> Yeah, I read the novelization of Good Burger. Did you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'll put it on my Goodreads uh, list. <laughs> five oh out of five. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, that's all I got for this one. So, yeah, that's us. Uh, what are we calling this again? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You still don't remember the name? It's Cinema <laughs> Shrinks. I love how we call it Cinema Shrinks after we just talked about how, like, Therapists in the '90s movies were just diminished to being called shrinks and like head like <laughs> doctors and stuff. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we're called Cinema Shrinks, uh, so that's the podcast, and that's what this is. And all right, thanks for listening. Bye.